This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the UAW strike, just one component that's impacting the electric vehicle industry right now. It is obviously an important time as there's greater focus by the public, by automakers, and more about how important this industry could be in the years ahead. Rahul Kapoor is a professor of management here at the Wharton School and joins us with more. Rahul, great to talk to you again. Dan, great to talk to you as well. Thank you. All right, so let me, we'll get to the larger discussion in a second, but with this strike going on, are there elements uh, of this strike that are impacting the EV sector, at least in the short term? Yes, certainly, Dan. Uh, as you know, we've, uh, you know, we have been uh, at this emergence of the EV market for more than two decades, and uh we were just about to start the takeoff growth process of the EV market uh, here in the U.S. Um, and now we are in the midst of uh, these strikes. Um, and from my perspective, uh, it's, it's really creating a disequilibrium in terms of the demand side and the supply side in EV and clearly uh, within a competitive context, uh, the big three are uh, likely to be disadvantaged, uh, at least in the short term, uh, with the EV market. So it still seems like we're at a point with EVs that while we have seen a lot take place, and obviously we have companies that have vehicles on the road right now, there is still quite a bit of development and innovation to come in the years ahead. Yes. I think we are uh, still in the early stage of the learning curve and the innovation trajectories within EVs. Uh, I think there is a significant investments uh, that are you know, currently uh, ongoing uh, to improve both in terms of performance and cost. And, uh, and any uh, constraint in terms of scaling up, such as the strikes um, that we are witnessing uh, for the last few weeks, uh, would essentially uh, create even more of a of a slowdown in progress in EV. So, what are the areas then you think that need to be focused on longer term for the EV marketplace in the future? Yeah, so I think I, I think we've made uh, significant progress in the last five years uh, in terms of the technology in terms of the ecosystem around EV, around charging uh, infrastructure as well. I feel where we are uh, right now is um, seemingly a disconnect between the mainstream uh, market uh, for automobiles and what we are seeing on the supply side. Um, and you know, your guest before was alluding to the importance of inflation impacting so many aspects of the economy. And so what I'm witnessing here is uh, we are in an environment of high interest rates, high inflation. Uh, consumers are taking more of a wait-and-see approach in terms of uh, their decisions to whether adopt an EV. Uh, the ones who wanted to get in have already gotten in earlier on, but the ones who are really the mainstream were thinking about a switch from moving from a gasoline to an EV car or adding a second vehicle which is an EV, uh, they are taking more of a wait-and-see approach. And on the supply side, as we are seeing more and more competition, while 
you know, Tesla and others uh, have been dropping their prices, uh, it seems to me that those price uh, drops are not really pushing the demand as what most people expected in terms of growth. So I think uh, in the long term, from my perspective, um, there's still more work to be done in building a consumer value proposition. Of course, the charging infrastructure is going to be a big part of that. We have made great inroads. I think more uh, investments have to be done there. I think pricing is still a pain point for mainstream adoption. And uh, the fact that many of the automakers are in the early stage of the of the learning curve, their cost structures are higher and they end, ending up losing uh, for every vehicle that's being sold. Um, that, that needs to be figured out as well. And so from my perspective, I think the infrastructure and the cost structures need to be much more in harmony uh, for the EV adoption to materialize. The pricing component is, is obviously something that can be prohibitive uh, to a lot of people in the public right now. How much do you think we will see that come down in, in the years ahead? Uh, and will we get it to a point where it will be uh, a, 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 you know, pricing will be something that is affordable for the public in general? Yeah, I think I think uh, it will definitely uh, get to a point where we'll achieve uh, close to a pricing parity with what we are paying for gasoline vehicles. The question is when, and and I, I do think uh, with the current uh, challenges within the auto sector, uh, those timelines are getting drawn out uh, further into the future. Um, I don't have, you know, crystal ball to tell you exactly when that might happen. Uh, but I think the current competitive challenges and the challenges around workers uh, are only pushing that uh, pricing dynamic further out into the market, which suggests that the market growth is likely going to slow down as well. You know, you mentioned the infrastructure component, and certainly, you know, there are, are quite a few charging stations out there using that part of the uh, the uh, the infrastructure piece still need more to go. Uh, but then you see something like what we've seen play out with Tesla and that component of the, of the connection piece from the vehicle to the charging unit where more and more companies are using the Tesla model, uh, the, the Tesla connection as the one that they see to be the best way to kind of move forward and have, you know, have more adoption as we move ahead. Yes, yes. I think uh, clearly there is an important need to create a standard for charging. And Tesla being an early mover and a market leader certainly has an advantage uh, for it to be in a position to dictate that standard and for other automakers to eventually conform to that standard. So you know, that certainly gives Tesla... Um, some advantage as we see the growth in electric vehicle market. What needs to occur then from the management perspective to continue to develop this industry moving forward? Obviously, the big three automakers have a lot of resources and they have uh, have, uh, bought in. They're all in on this. But when you think about companies like Tesla and Rivian and others, what still needs to occur? Yeah, I think, you know, like any uh, industry uh, that is going through a disruptive shift, uh, I think uh, from a management perspective, 
um, one needs to have a clear, persistent strategy, and you can't you know, necessarily flip-flop uh, based on what the short-term uh, considerations in the marketplace might be. And the second is uh, execution. Uh, and clearly, uh, we are seeing you know, billions of dollars being invested by different players, uh, but there's still ways to go in terms of identifying the features and the types of models that are going to attract the sort of the demand that is being expected. So I think there is there is need to uh, hone and fine-tune uh, the different types of consumer preferences and market segments, which I believe haven't quite reached a point of equilibrium. And then the other big piece, Dan, is, of course, the cost structure. The cost structures in EVs for the big automakers are still out of out of whack. And uh, to find ways to bring those costs down, both in terms of productivity improvements, but also in terms of new innovations, from a management perspective, I think that has to be the focus for the leadership. And the final, uh, you know, the final issue here is, of course, persistence. You know, these strategies take three years, five years, maybe ten years to materialize. And yeah. if you keep changing strategies every year or two years, you're essentially slowing the, the path uh, towards making progress. So then over the course of the next few years, do you see it getting to a point where it's more cost effective uh, for everybody? Because I think the the hurdle that maybe we're going to see uh, be the toughest one are, are families in the lower income uh, brackets uh, having the hardest time being able to adjust to make that conversion uh, from a, a gas-powered vehicle to an EV because of that pricing component. Yes, I think that is going to be uh, that is going to be the critical factor uh, in terms of seeing uh, how EV market actually gets materialized. And uh, you know, clearly the price points are going to change uh, based on the specifics of the market. And you know, clearly people are talking about the gasoline savings as a way to think about the price differences between EVs and gas-powered cars. But most people, when they are making a purchase for a vehicle, are not fully internalizing the cost savings from a gasoline, and they're really comparing the vehicle to a vehicle. Uh, and that makes the job of an automaker or a dealership harder yeah. to try to communicate uh, to the consumers uh, the long-term cost savings. And it suggests that any short-term incentive you can create to spur adoption uh, and whatever you can do to lower your cost structures uh, would go a long way in terms of getting these market segments to adopt EVs. Have we then at this point kind of reached a plateau in terms of the numbers of companies that we're probably going to see involved in the EV landscape longer term? Or is there a path still for another company, another innovator to be able to, to get into this business? I think it's it's the former. I think we have we have seen tremendous uh, growth in terms of the number of players, the number of models. Uh, I think at this phase of this industry's evolution, uh, it's more likely to consolidate in terms of models and participants than see more growth. It's likely that once we shift from electrification to autonomy and the self-driving technology as the next phase 
of the industry's evolution, we might still see uh, more entry uh, in a different parts of the market. But from an electric uh, vehicle market perspective, I feel that we have seen en enough growth. There is enough competition. Uh, the capitalist system is going to take shape. We'll see some consolidation. And the basis of growth is going to be balancing the supply side with the demand side within the existing set of participants. Rahul, great to talk with you. Great to have you back with us. Thanks again. Always great to talk to you as well, Dan. Thank you for having me. You got it. Rahul Kapoor, who's a professor of management here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.